We could stop the show right there. Jets going to the Super Bowl. <laughs> I know, man. I know. I hope. <laughs> Get me hyped. I, that would got me too hyped right now. As you pointed out earlier, we were talking cautious optimism. Uh, but this is this is great, man. Every morning quarterback live on a Monday, 4 o'clock here with the Jet Press, Justin Freed from the Fan Sided uh, Network. We are talking Jets today. It's part of our continual previews. We're talking AFC East this week. Welcome to the show, man. Happy to have another Jets fan here. Oh, I'm happy to be here, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, no, it's it's like you said, cautious optimism about this team. The, the only thing that would have made that video better is if you had like Robert Sala like narrating over it and just <laughs> yeah. ready to run through that brick wall, get me excited. But yeah, no, I'm happy to be here. Appreciate you having me. Yeah, so we are here to talk about the New York Jets, but also talk a little bit about the AFC East because there's obviously for the Jets to get where they want to get to this year that also is going to depend upon some things happening to the other teams inside of that division. Um, and there's a lot of things to be happy about this year with this New York Jets team. As I mentioned, that I don't feel that way very often. We go into our Jets seasons a lot of times thinking, oh, here we go again. This just, this just feels different, and uh, I'm happy about that for once. So we'll see. Yeah, it, it does feel a little different. I think we're not used to having this much kind of universal praise around the organization. Like the Jets are kind of the, the dark horse you know, the, the, the popular dark horse team to kind of make a run this year. A lot of people are saying, Oh, they're this year's Bengals. It's like, okay, slow it down. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll see, we'll see what happens. But I, I think it's, it's hard not to be at least a little optimistic after what was, you know, by all accounts, a, a very successful offseason. Yeah. It was a great draft, which we don't hear very often, right? Two years in a row, Joe Douglas is starting to get the pieces in. Um, and we're going to start there because part of the goal of the offseason was to surround talent around Zach Wilson. We got to see what we have in this kid. We can't make the same mistake that we made with Sam Darnold. Um, and, you know, looking at last year, it's hard to gauge what Zach is capable of. I mean, he was injured. The team was one of either the, the, the worst or the second worst in terms of the injury percentage uh, out of their total cap. Uh, and we look at the drop percentage. They led the league. So guys were not helping Zach out around the table. Um, what about this offseason? What are some pieces on the staff and on that team coming in now that are going to elevate Zach's play? Oh, I mean, you know, obviously the first thing I think of is the offensive line. And, and they went out there and they signed a Pro Bowl caliber offensive lineman in yeah. Lakin Tomlinson. Uh, that offensive line last year, it wasn't bad, even without Mekhi Becton for the entire year. Morgan Moses stepped in and did a good job. Their only weakness, their only hole on that line was right guard. Now you go out and sign Lake and Tomlinson. You're moving Elijah Vera Tucker over to right guard, and you have a Pro Bowl caliber guard stepping in at left guard. They're, if, if they're healthy, which, again, that's a huge if. Mekhi Becton obviously has his injury concerns. George Fant is coming off a, a knee injury as well. But if they're healthy, that could be a top 10 offensive line. And I think you would expect them to be a top 10 offensive line if they are fully healthy this season. Uh, I mean, aside from the offensive line as well, they went out and got a bunch of different weapons. Garrett Wilson uh, is joining a wide receiver group that is now legitimately four deep. You have Elijah Moore, Corey Davis, Garrett Wilson, and Braxton Berrios. They revamped their tight end room. And then, you, of course, you got Brees Hall in the backfield to pair with Michael Carter. So they have weapons around Zach Wilson. They have an offensive line, which, again, if they're healthy, could legitimately be top 10 in the league. The excuses are minimal, right? And that's, I think we're going to talk about that a lot, uh, is that they're kind of, they're trying to remove those variables. You mentioned with Sam Darnold, they failed to do that with Sam. If anything, they just introduced more and more variables yeah. as as the years went on. Uh, and so it, very, it made it difficult not only to gauge how good he was, but it, very, it made it very difficult for him to develop. And we've kind of seen that development stunted even as he went to Carolina. So they're trying to, to prevent that from happening with Zach Wilson. 
Uh, you know, they, the Jets made a promise to Zach Wilson the day they drafted him. They said that they would uplift him. They wouldn't ask him to lift the organization. The organization would uplift him. Mm-hmm. That's what they're trying to do. And, you know, we'll see if he responds to that this season. Yeah, and a big key to that is guys that they didn't even add. They added last year because Corey Davis, I think, is going to be a big key to this offense this season. Uh, he was one of the best guys in the game at catching balls in traffic. He was top five in the NFL the, over his first three, four years. Then last year, he had a real tough year, whether that be just where Zach was putting the ball, the plays they were running. Maybe he just had a lot of pressure on him. I don't know. But if he could even get a little bit back to that mean of where he was when he was on you know, the Tennessee Titans, all of a sudden, Zach's got a deep ball guy that can catch 50-50s. For sure. And he has every incentive to bounce back this year because if he's if he doesn't bounce back, they can get out of his contract after this season. Uh, and like you said, maybe it was the pressure that got to him. The pressure is off now. He's not being asked to be the number one guy. If anything, it's just a committee group. They have Elijah Moore. They have Garrett Wilson. They have Corey Davis. And then they have Barrios and a competent tight end room, plus a guy like Brees yeah. Hall who can catch out of the backfield. There are so many targets for, for Zach Wilson in the passing game that someone like Corey Davis absolutely could bounce back because that's when he was at his best in Tennessee when he was you know, opposite A.J. Brown, when he wasn't asked to be that number one guy. And I think taking that pressure off of him, taking the attention off of him from opposing defenses could absolutely lead to a bounce back year. He was, I don't know, he was in his head last year. Part of it might have been mental with him. It was just, it was a very uncharacteristic Corey Davis season, probably the worst of his career. So yeah, definitely, definitely hoping for a bounce back there. Absolutely. And you mentioned Brees Hall. I'm interested to see how, how this is going to play out. And I think it, it can only play out in a positive way. I don't see a way that this can be negative, having Brees Hall on your team. Uh, I saw somebody tweet out that he was ranked a 99 next-gen draft score. And the four previous running backs to have that score entering into the NFL had like 1,400 yards and 10 touchdowns. I don't want to expect that for him this season, but it, looking at him in the long term, definitely he could be that guy. How do you see him and Michael Carter – playing together this year. How do you see both of those guys' roles kind of develop on this team? I was excited about Michael Carter, but I think you and I maybe both agree that a 5'8", 200-pound running back is not going to be the, like, bell, bell cow, right? you got to have another guy. So how do you feel like these two guys are going to work this season? Right. I mean, if we know anything about the the Robert Sala system, Michael Floor system, coming from that San Francisco system, they always want a committee approach. You know, even though Brees Hall has the tools to be that three-down bell cow back, they're not going to overuse him. They're not going to run him into the ground. So you're going to see plenty of snaps for both Brees Hall and Michael Carter. You know, and I think we kind of saw that a little bit last year where Carter kind of got run down a little bit. I think later in the season, he did have some injuries as well. Um, I think, you know, Tevin Coleman did a good job stepping in, Ty Johnson to a lesser extent per se. Um, but you're going to see probably like a 60-40 split uh, between Brees Hall and Michael Carter. I think they're both going to get their snaps. I think they're both going to be effective. When it comes to Brees Hall, I think it was Connor Rogers that said it. He said that, uh, Brees Hall is the most talented running back the Jets have had since Curtis Martin. And I don't think that that's a, a stretch to say that by any means. Uh, obviously, you know, you're comparing him to a Hall of Fame court or a Hall of Fame running back. That's it's quite the comparison. But I think from a sheer talent perspective, uh, in terms of size, speed, ability to catch out of the backfield, his shiftiness, everything. He is the complete package. He's everything you look for in a modern day NFL running back. And I think he absolutely can be that star running back the Jets haven't had in, in a very long time, really probably since Thomas Jones is the last time the Jets have had a, a true star yeah. running back. Uh, yeah. you know, Chris Ivory had his days and stuff, but Brees Hall can be that guy. And if they're going to build this offense around the ground game, which is you know what they've tried to do in, in, the, in the San Francisco system, Brees Hall is the guy to do it with. It'll be great to see that committee approach because with Zach throwing play actions, hopefully we're going to see Mike sitting up in that booth. 
I much I much preferred Booth on the floor, Booth floor, Booth floor. <laughs> than as opposed to on the on the on, on the field the floor. Uh, so hopefully we see that starting the year. Um, and I think grabbing Beck into that coaching staff was a great move too to help Zach to kind of get into his groove a bit towards the end of last season. The offense is one thing. A lot of great fun tools. The defense. Uh, so last year, that's kind of Salah's calling card. They suffered a major injury in the preseason to the guy that was supposed to be their best pass rusher, Carl Lawson, hopefully going to be back and fully healthy. Um, and the defense just didn't live up to maybe – maybe we all had too high of an expectation thinking just Salah's going to come in and fix it. Um, but this year, they've added a lot of tools, man. That that front seven now is pretty, is pretty formidable. The secondary is scary. What about the Jets' defense this year? has you feeling the most optimistic? I, I think it's all going to revolve around the the pass rush and seeing if they can get to the quarterback. Like you said, the Carl Lawson injury killed them last year. Yeah. Uh, I think that's one of the things the Jets have done such a great job of this offseason is building depth. They didn't have quality depth last year, really at most positions, if not every position. Uh, and that's why when they got hit by injuries, they got hit so hard because it's it's a luxury for teams to have depth. And bad teams, unfortunately, don't have that luxury of having that depth. The Jets this offseason went out and, and, and built depth at a lot of positions. Defensive end, cornerback are two of the biggest positions that they built that depth on the defensive side of the ball. They're legitimately six or seven deep in edge rusher right now. Like they have about seven guys on that roster that would be on pretty much every NFL roster as a, as a backup edge rusher, or at least, you know, some, some quality edge rusher. Uh, and I'm not sure all of them are going to make the Jets roster just because they're so deep there. And at cornerback, it's the same thing. You have legitimately three guys who are, are all starting caliber corners, at least on the outside. You got, DJ Reed, they signed Sauce Gardner, and of course Bryce Hall, the, the incumbent starter. Those are all good players. Uh, and then throw in Michael Carter, throw in Javelin Gidry, Brandon Eccles. They have depth there as well. So I think to me, it's it's about that they can survive injuries because injuries are going to happen, right? I think it'd be, you know, I love that Carl Lawson's coming back, and I, I hope he can become the player that he was and that the player that they they signed him to be. I think it's 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 important to kind of real expectations back with him. He is coming off an Achilles tear, which is a notoriously one of the most difficult injuries to come off of. Um, one, yeah. And he, he has had an injury injury history as well with the ACL. So I think it's important to have that depth and not expect everybody to stay healthy. But if, you know, they, they have enough pieces on that defense where they absolutely should be significantly better than they were last year, especially in the secondary. Of course, you got DJ Reed, Sauce Gardner. We didn't even mention Jordan Whitehead yet. Jordan Whitehead, yeah. That's a great, great signing right there. They've revamped that secondary. They've revamped their pass rush. There's no reason this defense shouldn't be significantly better than they were last year. Yeah, and there's I've heard rumors that maybe John Franklin Myers might be pushing in to play a defensive tackle position to allow Jermaine Johnson and you got Quentin Williams in there and also mm -hmm. obviously Carl Lawson. Um, is that something that maybe we're going to see is them to get all four of those guys on the field at one time and maybe, maybe see Franklin push in a little bit or is he going to continue to play outside? They're going to rotate them. Uh, I think right now the plan is for John Franklin Myers to be the starting base end opposite Carl Lawson, but on passing downs, he's going to rotate inside. Uh, and they have that luxury with him. They have that luxury with Solomon Thomas who can play on the edge as well. I think he's more effective on the inside, yeah. but they can do that with him. Absolutely. And I think going into the season, at least the early rotation, you're probably going to see a start, excuse me, a starting base defense, Carl Lawson, Quentin Williams, probably Sheldon Rankins in there and John Franklin Myers. But on passing downs, you'll see a guy like Jermaine Johnson rotate in. You'll probably see Solomon Thomas rotating in on, on first and second down as well. Nathan Shepard too, Bryce Huff, Vinny Curry. There's there's so many pieces on that defensive line. Uh, but I think they're just going to rotate them all over the place. And I think that 
no, you know, that, that doesn't, that's that reigns true for, for John Franklin Myers more than anybody. They see him as kind of their Brandon Graham of that defense. He can play inside on passing downs, play yeah. on the outside on, you know, on early downs. They love that they have that chess piece in the middle of their defense. Well, it's getting me pumped for that to see that all work out. Uh, so, Justin, I normally host this show with uh, two other Patriots fans. So I don't yeah I, I don't get a lot I'm of chances sorry. to I don't get a chance to talk Jets very much and even one of my co-hosts decided to even comment the Jets stink in the thank you Brandon thank, <laughs> the you. thank section. you this is what this is what I'm dealing with man this is what I'm dealing with on yeah, a daily basis next level analysis right there yeah he's killing me he's killing me I mean like come on man I know I but uh, speaking of the Patriots and the Dolphins also reloaded they got Tyree Kill we'll see how that works out Jalen Waddell and Hill is pretty interesting. Uh, you got the Buffalo Bills who have maybe the best roster in all of football. Patriots are always tough and dangerous. Uh, what? How do you see the AFC East shaking out? In order for the Jets to make the playoffs, they're going to have to jump some of these teams. And ha- have the Jets done uh, enough this offseason to jump any of those teams? To me, it all comes down to Zach Wilson. You know, I think if you look at the Jets and the Patriots rosters, at least on paper, they are very, very comparable. And you could, ignoring the quarterback position, right, because that's a big thing to ignore. But ignoring the quarterback position, I think that the Jets have a pound-for-pound better roster than the Patriots. It's close, but I think the Jets have a better roster. Um, And obviously, some of that is contingent on young guys like Elijah Moore taking that step, Sauce Gardner, you know, Garrett Wilson, guys like that living up to expectations. But if they do... The Jets have a better roster than the Patriots. I still think they're a step below the Dolphins, uh, but it, all of it just comes down to Zach Wilson, right? If he takes the step that the Jets want him to, which is, you know, he'd have to take a considerable step considering he was, he was pretty poor last year. Yeah. If he takes that step, then the Jets absolutely should be playing meaningful games in December. They should be competing for a wild card spot. They should be if he takes the step that they expect him to. Will he? I, I don't know. That's the, that's the million-dollar question with the Jets this year is what's going to happen with Zach Wilson. But I think if you compare it to the Patriots, I think the Jets have a better roster overall than the Patriots. Uh, and I think, of course, they have a quarterback with a higher ceiling than the Patriots as well. Mac Jones was a good quarterback last year. He was the best rookie quarterback. What's his ceiling? I don't know. That's Again, that's the question with Mac Jones too. Uh, as it compares to the Dolphins, obviously the Dolphins went out and they got Tyreek Hill. You know, They're pairing him with Jalen Waddle with Mike Kosicki. They have a lot of firepower on that offense much like with Zach Wilson, there's no excuse for Tua this year. Uh, now, I think their offensive line is still a major work in progress. They did make some nice moves. Teron Armstead's a really good addition. I like the Connor Williams signing. They have some pieces there, but there's still a lot of work to be done there. Uh, I think the Dolphins, again, a lot of it hinges on on the quarterback play and on Tua. But if Tua plays even like an average to slightly above average quarterback, they should be making the playoffs or at least pushing for a wild card spot. It's a tough conference, but they should be there. The Jets... Again, if Zach Wilson plays well, I think they're there. I think in December they're playing meaningful games. But if he, you know, yeah. if he kind of takes a marginal step or he doesn't take a step at all, you're realistically probably looking at another five-win season. I, I think that that's probably the floor with this team is if Zach Wilson plays poorly, four to six wins is, is probably realistically what you're looking at, which, you know, hopefully yeah, it goes well. <laughs> yeah, it would be another tough, tough way to go, but with something that we're all pretty pretty used to. Yeah. Um, Unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, it's just right. We actually had a show on Sunday previewing the AFC and the, and the NFC South, and a lot of Jags fans tuned in and were commenting, got us all hyped for the Jacksonville Jaguars. And uh, my, <laughs> my, my dream scenario is that Thursday night football game. I think it's week 16. Jags-Jets is for like a playoff spot. Would it be? Oh, 
That'd be amazing. It'd be like an electric atmosphere with the I Jags fans scare me, but I, I respect them. I appreciate them. I respect them. Dolphins yeah. fans have kind of entered that territory for me. I'm just I'm a little scared of them. But uh, you know, yeah. I, I respect them. I respect their their undying love for their quarterback and for their team. I, I really do. Love it, man. Yeah. So uh well, thank you, Justin, for that thorough breakdown of the AFC East, man. We're gonna play a fun game now. And uh it's it's kind of silly, it's kind of ridiculous. It's called breaking records and it's got nothing to do with the kind of records that we're maybe thinking of uh i'm going to show a screen that's going to have an actual song title which you can download off of spotify every 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 everyone we're not sponsored yet i'm trying um so you can download that song but it's an actual song title and your job is to try to guess which current jets player is the artist of that song so the song title is a clue to that player that is on the current jets roster and okay, we'll, okay. we'll start you with what I feel is a pretty easy one. So we get into a kind of a groove of how this works. Little Uzi Verts, right? Sauce it up. I got you. I got you. Well, that's it's probably none other than Sauce Gardner. It's, it's, guess, you know. it's a mod Sauce Gardner, right? So that's kind of how this is going to work here. And uh, we'll see see how well you can do on your current Jets players. Okay. we got Sweet Home Alabama. I mean, I mean, there's a couple of choices there. The first one that came to mind is Quinn Williams. That's that's my guess. It could be C.J. Mosley, also went to Alabama. Yeah. I'm going to say Quinn Williams. Oh, they're both of them. True. That's could've, true. Could have just taken either of them. But, yeah, we also had C.J. Mosley there. We would have taken multiple answers there. So the Williams Very brothers, nice. C.J., absolutely. All right, so now we're going to get a little harder here. We, we kind of warmed up. Mustache okay. man. Mustache man. I mean, Dan Feeney's got that mustache. Wow. Hey, there we go. Justin. Justin's <laughs> on a roll right now. This, He's got this Dan was not Feeney. ran by me beforehand. That, no, no, I'm, I'm throwing this at you. I, I didn't even really prep this. I just, I'm just rolling it. Cruel Summer. This one's a little Cruel hard summer. here. Cruel Summer. First thing that came to mind was Denzel Mims because last summer was real cruel to him. Um, I like where your head's at. That's, that's what I'm thinking. So I'm thinking a literal cruel summer for somebody. Uh, I mean, unless it's something I, I'm sure there's going to be some Zach Wilson reference here, with, but I'm expecting like Stacy's mom for that or something. Um, cruel summer. De- uh, Denzel Mims is what is what immediately comes to mind. Maybe Carl Lawson. He had the Achilles injury. I'm, I'm going to say Denzel Mims. I think it's wrong. You're on the right path. Uh, Mackay oh, Beckton. Mackay, of course. He's taken a lot of heat this summer for sure. I we haven't even talked about Mackay Beckton. Every, every every time I check, you know, Twitter, it's just toxic about Mackay Beckton. Yeah, like, that's definitely fair. He's five or six pounds overweight, or people wondering why he's playing so much video. It's like, wow, they're they're on him this summer. Right. But definitely just keep fair. just keep Zach up, right? That's all I care about. Yeah, exactly. This one's a little harder. Tiny dancer. Tiny dancer. Tiny dancer. Think of somebody who's who's very small. I mean, Michael Carter's five eight. Could be Michael Carter. Could be Michael Carter. Wow, Michael it is. Carter. Let's go. <laughs> Tiny dancer, Michael Carter, small, but also he he almost led the league be. last year in yeah in missed in missed tackles. He was making guys miss last year. He's definitely got those quick feet. He's killing it. Uh, one hit wonder. Wonder. <laughs> Instantly thought Henry Anderson, but I don't think that that's who it is. Uh, Henry or, or one hit wonder. Currently on the Jets roster, one hit. They're, they're all currently on the Jets roster? Currently on the Jets. Currently on the Jets. And Oh, okay. No, I got it. It's it's Mike White. It's Mike, it's Mike White, man. It's Mike Who can get the Mike White game? <laughs> I was course. ready to sell all my Zach Wilson stuff, and I was ready to ride the Mike White train, and we never, White, <laughs> and we never this, saw it again. 
disrespected by Madden this year. They gave him a 56 rating. He's the worst player on the Jets other than Thomas Henson. Which is, is crazy. He, is he should have a better rating than Kyler Murray. Than yeah, I know, right? <laughs> How is he not a 90? He's in the Hall of Fame. How's, yeah. He's the only active quarterback in the Hall of Fame. How is he not a 99? He was the number one overall pick in the draft. How we how we of all course. get this? Yeah, like, crazy. You already said this um, one. Stacey I knew mom. it. <laughs> <laughs> I, what's funny is when the Zach Wilson stuff happened. I put out a tweet that was like, you know, how, like people put like the memes of like, oh, this is you know, so and so Spotify playlist. Like I put out a tweet of that, and on that playlist that I made that was for Zach Wilson. Stacy's mom was on there, so gotta have it. I, I preempted that joke. <laughs> you, you have to have Stacy's mom there. And uh, right. hey, Zach's got that dog in him. And oh, we're for gonna, sure. For yeah, sure. He's got that dog. Sure. In him, man. It's Absolutely. Uh, we got a couple more here. Homegrown. Homegrown. I mean, there's a few. Uh, I mean, Quinn and Williams is homegrown, and we've already had Quinn and Williams. Let's see. Let's see. Homegrown. I'm thinking of a guy, maybe a homegrown player who is. Oh, oh, it's got to be from New York. All right. So, okay. I'm thinking of it the wrong way. It's probably Jeremy Rucker. It's probably Jeremy Rucker. You're crushing this you right go. now. Just. Let's go. Fun You're fact about it. that. Uh, yeah. my, we, uh, my team played against Jeremy Rucker in high school. Pretty cool stuff. Went to Lindhurst. No went to Longwood. What was uh, Jeremy Rucker's uh, stat, stat, stat line in that game? I got to imagine. Oh, no. Well, we, we played him twice. We played him twice. We, we went on to win the Long Island Championship, so hell yeah. Yeah. Uh, but the first time we played them, they beat us. Uh, it was not, a, it was not a good game. There are, if you want to look up his huddle, you will find highlights of him. There's one like where he just one hand mosses. Uh, he probably looks like Gronk out there. Just. He was crazy. Dude, he was a wide receiver. He, he was, a, he wasn't even a tight end. He was a wide receiver. It was not fair. Uh, but then we, we came back in the Suffolk championship and beat them. I think it was like 48, 17 or something. Crushed him. Absolutely crushed him. So, so, so got yeah. that. So, here you go. That. Just take that, Rucker. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Last one for you here. Don't stop. Don't believe stop it. believing. Maybe that. Maybe that's Denzel Mims. Then maybe you are him. on fire. That's Denzel oh, Mims right there. Let's because go. Because the the Jets fan base and myself is included. We just can't give up on this guy. I no, can't. I can't. I can't. When he was drafted second round, I was like, "This is the guy." Yeah, like, I know. This, this is the guy. And then just haven't seen it. He was given chances last year, just didn't see it. Yeah. Um, I, I'm not giving up on it. I still think he's got that potential in him. So that's fair. This is his last opportunity, pretty much. We'll see what happens. But no, I, I like it. I, I, that was that was fun. That was very fun. You I think you were perfect on that stretch there. I think you the only one you that got one? you a little hung up was the Mackay Beckton. That was it. Yeah, that's the one I missed was the Beckton one. Oh, I should should have got that one too. I'm pissed I wasn't perfect. <laughs> well, you, you definitely had the right mindset. It was a guy that just right. Twitter's not nice to. <laughs> right. That's fair. Very but, fair. Yeah, Twitter's way nicer to Denzel Mims than they are to Makai Becton. Oh, nice. for sure, hundred percent. Becton is, yeah, he t- he takes a lot of he takes oh, a lot of a lot yes. of crap, <laughs> and he and he fires back too, which is something else. It's yeah, I respect that. Absolutely, man. Well, hey, this is going to be a fun year for us Jets fans. Uh, I think I'm looking forward to what could be the first time in a while we're playing, as you said earlier, meaningful football in the last month of this season would be just a dream this year. And I uh, couldn't thank you enough for coming to our show to break down the New York Jets. And uh, for those who want to follow, the Twitter handle is up on the screen at the, the Jet Press. Um, you can also visit the website. Great content. If you are a New York Jets fan, I highly recommend it. Um, these guys are awesome. It's just amazing stuff. So appreciate you coming on to share some wisdom with us. And J-E-T-S, baby. Of course, man. Of course. I appreciate you having me on, man. Let's go, Jets. <laughs>